Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the All Things Leeds podcast with myself, uh, Ed McIntyre, and joining me in the studio is, as always, my co-host, Charles Foster. Hello. Hello. You alright? Yeah, not bad. How are you? Yeah, my throat's been a bit tickly recently. I think I might be a little bit ill, but you know. Yeah, I've been ill this weekend as well. This norovirus breakout. I, I haven't got the norovirus, but I have been very, very ill this norovirus. weekend. <laughs> a local school near me has been shut. Um, it was shot on Monday because it's no because of you, <laughs> not because of me. No, nah. <laughs> I have been ill, but I, I, I'm on the mend. I'm on the mend. Uh, are you well? No, yeah, generally, yeah, generally yeah. all right. Just a bit tired and stressed because got a lot of uni work due and that. Yeah, I've got I've got a lot coming up. I, I can't wait till it's all over and then I can just enjoy a few weeks off before the new year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 not too well at the moment though. My ankle is is swelled up like a balloon. Yeah, he, d- <laughs> he decided to jump over a puddle and injured himself for some reason. Don't really know why. Well, it was wet at night. It was a big puddle. I couldn't make my way around it, so I jumped over instead because I didn't want to get my feet wet. And I landed awkwardly, and my foot is swollen up. So, so rather than having wet feet, he's now got muscle damage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got muscle damage, so so it's not good. Um, but I am feeling good though after Legion United. I've gone eleven points clear in the top two, which is which is really nice. It's nice. Yeah, we'll of course uh, discuss how Legion United uh, went eleven points clear off third. Uh, we'll uh, discuss their two in a win away at Huddersfield Town from Saturday and look back on that two in a win over Hull City at the road on Tuesday night. We'll also look at the Leeds United under twenty under eighteens rather and their three one win over Hull City in the FA Youth Cup last Thursday, which uh, took place at Ellen Road. As uh, well as look at the uh, Legion United twenty threes and their one 0 win over Sheffield Wednesday at Four Parch on Monday for their fourth consecutive PDL North win. Uh, some bits of news as well to discuss, uh, including the date being announced for Legion United's trip to Arsenal in the FA Cup, which I'm not too happy about. Uh, we'll get onto that later on the later on in the show, and uh, then we'll look ahead to Legion United's next game that sees them take on Cardiff City at Ellen Road this Saturday. Plenty coming up here on the All Things Leeds podcast. <laughs> Well, uh, let's look back on uh, Saturday's game, first of all. Uh, the Yorkshire Derby, the West Yorkshire Derby. Leeds United beating Huddersfield Town uh, 2-0 away from home. Um, and I must admit, my biggest takeaway from the game was that we missed Calvin Phillips and that he's very crucial to the team. Now, I'm not taking anything away from the win and the performance because everyone did a good job, and, but we did miss Calvin Phillips for me. We did. Of course, he was suspended for this game after picking up his fifth yellow card of the season um, in that final win over Middlesbrough uh, the week before, and that resulted in a one-match ban for him. Um, as expected, Ben White played in central defensive midfield. Um, Berardi uh, came in at centre-back, and Alioski was in at left-back as Liam Cooper missed the game with a calf problem, so hopefully he's back very soon. Uh, but our back four consisted of two wingers playing at full-back, and two full-backs playing at centre-back. Our <laughs> only recognised centre-back playing in central defensive midfield. This one's insane. Yeah, this was a kind of premium Bielsa, wasn't it? This kind of weird <laughs> formation. Yeah, we looked, particularly in that first half of the Huddersfield game, like we were disorganised, a bit unbalanced without Calvin in, in that um, DM role. We looked a bit... And Ben White looked a bit uncomfortable outside of the centre-back role. He yeah. Like he didn't really enjoy himself very much. Yeah, I feel as though Ben White at times got a bit confused. He dropped too deep and into that centre-back role, really. And Pablo Hernandez and Click, as they always do, they, they push far forward, put pressure on. Um, but it left loads of space in midfield because Ben White was dropping too far back. So Huddersfield won everything, really. And we just didn't really get a grip of the game. We weren't winning much in midfield because there, there was no... They were, they were probably the better side first half. Oh, in the first half, yeah. Huddersfield were definitely the better side. 
um, in the first half to care matters back by a full stadium, their highest attendance of the season, um, of course. The lofty heights of 23,000 people yeah. with clappers and drums <laughs> and all sorts of tin pot stuff. Yeah. They were singing as well, who who VFL who League United, but that's their highest, highest attendance of the season, so um, they obviously care. Yeah, they were also singing, yeah. 20 years you've won F all. Exactly. Um, Leeds fans responded with 100 years you've won F all. <laughs> <laughs> Not strictly true, but funny anyway. Yeah, it, it, was, it was quite interesting. Um, but Huddersfield definitely were the better side to force Kiko Kassir into some really good saves. Um, I remember Mounier, his header, um, forced Kassir into an excellent fingertip save uh, when he tipped over the bar. Um, but Leeds could have gone ahead, though. 15 minutes into the game, and his corner rolled across the floor, found Clicky with it first time, and his shot hit the post and went out for a, a goal kick. Um, but we came really close there. That was really annoying. That could have been another goal from a corner. Um, Sorry, we scored from a call later on the game anyway. Yeah, we did. Um, I feel as though if we were ahead at half-time, though, it probably wouldn't have been deserved, really, because Huddersfield were on top in that first half. I'm telling you now, mate, I do not care what we deserve. <laughs> I really don't. No. Um, I care what we get. <laughs> of course, 0-0 at half-time. Leeds reset in the second half, really. And credit to Marcel Bielsa as well for changing things up because it, it was clear that what we were, what the system that we were using wasn't working. That's all Marcel Bielsa for. I'll change change things up in that second half. Yeah, we looked a bit more up to par with their energy, with their kind of um, willingness to win second balls. They just, they just kind of uh, we looked a lot more at it, and we uh, I think I think the first kind of five ten minutes or so we, we were still a bit. It, we still looked like we were the same first half, but then we kind of grew much further into it. Yeah, and I think the goal was the was the massive turning point of the game. Yeah, Alioski's well, goal. Once we scored that first goal. We then battered them for like 30 yeah. minutes afterwards. Because it came at perfect time as well. 50 <clears> minutes <throat> um, had gone, so five minutes into the second half, 1-0 up. Uh, Pablo Hernandez corner, headed out as far as Alioski on the edge of the box, who hit it on the volley first time through a crowd of people in the box and into the back of the net. It was a, it was a fantastic goal, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just um, it was just a great volley. It was just kind of chance your arm kind of volley. Oh, chance your leg, I suppose. <laughs> um, <laughs> from Alioski, he thought, right, well, this is this is... This is flying perfectly towards me. I'm just gonna have a go at it. And he didn't. Uh, sometimes when you see those things, you, you think, especially with players like Alioski, you think, oh, they're gonna spoon it up at stand there. But no, he kept it down uh, low into the corner, and because um, the keeper was a bit unsighted by all the defenders. And one of the Huddersfield defenders does, if you watch a replay back, bottles it entirely. Yeah, it out of the way. Yeah, um, which was funny. <laughs> uh, and the, but then they go one nil down, and then the heads drop a bit because they know this is a derby. They've gone one nil down. They're on bad form. Uh, I think they lost. Lost. Uh, uh, they were. They hadn't won in a, in a few games before that as well. So they kind of oh, obviously they got hammered by Bristol City the game before. Yeah. They got five two. So they were, the heads did go a bit, and then we got much more chances to just go and punish them. Yeah. And uh, Harrison had that great bit of um, skill out on the left wing where he, he pinged it into Bamford who had that header about uh, five yards out, um, which keeper made a good save. Which yeah. like that could have been a goal. We had a perfectly legitimate goal disallowed. We did, we did, of course. Um, Stuart Dallas yeah. uh, was on about three or four hundred yeah. miles on side. Yeah, nice build-up play that as well. Actually, yeah. nice ball over the over the top of the defence to Dallas in the box. I think it was from Click that ball, um, but Dallas's shot saved. Bamford headed it in, and then Dallas was wrongly ruled offside. That that really wound me up. Like, how did the linesman get that decision wrong? Unless he's considering Bamford to be involved in the play, because Bamford was offside when the ball was played. The first, the, the ball to Dallas was yeah. played. But it, he wasn't involved in the move at that point. The ball was to Dallas. Yeah, well, and it's Dallas, a different play. I know. I, I just, I, 
I don't know. That's the only way I can think the Lino's given that. Yeah. Is if he's considering Bamford part of the move. No, he's definitely given Dallas offside there, but that's a shocking decision because it wasn't even close. No. Bamf- uh, no, Dallas was a mile onside. Yeah, he was, he was a good yard or two onside. He was clearly onside. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, back onto that first goal, though. Of course, Alioski, third goal of the season. What what a goal that is as well, for first goal <laughs> of the season. Um, great timing as well, as you say. We, we, we grew into the game a lot more. I remember Pablo Hernandez, he, um, he, he, I think Jack Harrison played a long ball forward to Pablo. He cut in onto his right foot, killed a shot just wide of that far right and post. Um, of course, we mentioned that that we should have been 2-0 up. Um, and after... After that goal was ruled ruled out for offside, Huddersfield went down the other end and almost scored themselves. If it, but um, Casilla produced what probably is the save of the season so far, at least. Um, yeah, Kachunga's close range had a fantastic I've save. Got to say, Kachunga's got to score that surely. <laughs> he does. He's, he's got to yeah. put that either side of Casilla. If he's got all the goal to aim at, I mean, Alioski's not really marking him. Brad is not really marking him. He's got the whole goal, <laughs> and he just he nods it, it, it. Literally, it's about. From where Casillas is, it's about there, and he just goes <laughs> bam. It was just an instinct stop, yeah. And it gets carried out, and we get a bit fortunate. But the fact the Lino, if he'd have scored that, and that'd have been one-one, yeah, that, exactly. That might have finished the game one-one, and then we're looking at a goal with a perfectly legitimate goal would be denied by a Lino. Yeah. Well, if it went to one-one, that's the game changed. Like we don't go on and and and, uh, and dominate the rest of the game. Um, I, I think if if they make it one-all, no. But a fantastic save from Kiko Casillas, showing why Real Madrid kept him on his books for. Kept kept him on their books for so so long. Mouth's dry. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's Cheers. some water. Um, but we of course do go two 0 up uh, on 78 minutes. Quick counter attack. Uh, uh, went from the right uh, to the left to Jack Harrison on the left. Fantastic cross into Pablo Hernandez at the far post to uh, head in. I mean, fantastic goal. F- fantastic goal. Fantastic ball from Jack Harrison. It was kind of huge shades of the Reading winner. Um, in that we worked it from one side of the pitch to the other yeah. and then back over because um, it's Ben White heading out, heading out one of their many free kicks they got throughout the game and then it's Berardi spooning it to Costa and then Costa spoons it over into the onto the centre circle with Nketiah who lays it off for uh, Alioski who, who Harrison very cleverly stays on side if you watch it because he's, he's, he's holding his run Harrison gets hold of it and whips in a beautiful ball to back post yeah. and then of all the players to score a kind of <laughs> a brilliant like guided header into the bottom corner Pablo Hernandez will not be top of your list yeah. in that, even in that Legion <laughs> side but he, he gets it perfect and I think Enketia draws defenders with his run as well because Enketia's in the box as well and he's drawing defensive runners away from the far post which gives Hernandez the space to nod past is it Cabara? I think his name is the Huddersfield goalkeeper. I'm, I'm going off memory here, but <laughs> I think it's Cabara. If I'm wrong, it's not my team. I can't be blamed for that. <laughs> but the, the Huddersfield goalkeeper, anyway, he puts it in the in the bottom right corner and yeah. two 0 and then it looked like game one, but then we decided, oh yeah, game one. And then Huddersfield didn't give up annoyingly. <laughs> yeah, they didn't give up. Callan Grant, uh, I think, missed a really good um, chance header. from a free kick. Yeah, free header should have done better. And Callan Grant, with 11 goals already this season, you would have expected him to score that chance, but um, fortunately he missed. And uh, Daly, I remember his shot it, that it went just wide of the left-hand post. Yeah. It had beaten Casilla, so if it was on target, it, it would have gone in and it would have been a goal. But um, Leeds saw it out with brought on um, young Ollie Casey as well for his first team debut. Uh, Robbie Gotts just a hologram on the bench just sat there fuming. I feel sorry for Robbie Gotts he's been on the bench for so long in the first team and has <laughs> never come on and then you got Ollie Casey and um, we'll get into the whole sissy game but Pascal Truitt came on uh, there and, and Robbie Gotts is just sat there just like come on mate <laughs> get me on Marcelo. Just give me two minutes I'll be alright <laughs> but Ollie Casey he's a, he's a big lad isn't he? 
Yeah, certainly seems so. Um, apparently, he's been really impressive over the last month in the 23s. He's kind of ingratiated himself with the first team. And they, and Abby also was saying in his post match that he knows when players are ready to step up because the first team accept them into training and, and treat them with like, yeah. the same match. I mean, obviously, I imagine there's respect throughout the club, you know, that they kind of consider him an equal or, yeah. or, or a peer. Um, and yes, it's it's just another promotion from the 23s. And yeah. it's, it's the academy's kept Leeds United going for 20 years, for 25 years probably. Yeah. Through some truly shocking times. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's uh, good, good to see it still functioning. Yeah. And I saw Calvin Phillips, of course, he missed a game, but it was posting on Instagram him watching the game. And when all the case came on, it, it, it made a big uh, story about that. So, um, yeah, really good to see uh, all the cases make his uh, first team debut. Uh, and even better to see Leeds hold on to win 2-0. A hard-fought victory um, in the end at a, at a place which isn't easy to go to because Huddersfield Town, before this game, were unbeaten in the last six home games. So, all in all, a solid win, this one. We'd lost our previous three meetings with Huddersfield. Yeah, exactly. All. So, uh, all in all, solid win. Yeah. Always nice to put them back in the box. They are a tiny, irritating club. <laughs> a League One club, at they are. They are a League One club. <laughs> Um, a Saturday's 2-0 win at Huddersfield was of course Leeds United's 6th win in a row 9 games unbeaten um, another clean sheet for Keacox here as well his 12th of the season there um, and we did go one point clear at the top of the championship table until West Brom thrashed Swansea 5-2 at home on the Sunday but Fulham lost 2-1 at home to Bristol City at the weekend so we we uh, went 8 points clear of third a huge gap there and we built on that on Tuesday night after beating Hull City 2-0 at Elm Road and this wasn't a particularly great game really it was quite sloppy there was a lot of misplaced passes not helped by the terrible weather conditions it was awful wind rain it, it was dreadful weather conditions um, the lineup, um of course Cameron Phillips returned from his suspension so he went straight to the starting 11 um, Liam Cooper, he was still out though. Um, so the back four was Ailing, uh, Ben White, Pivardi, and Dallas. Um, and Alioski was the man dropped for Calvin, Phil- for Calvin Phillips. Um, Alioski cost a goal against Huddersfield, a really good game against Huddersfield, actually. Was it harsh to drop Alioski for this game? Yeah, because I think, I think it was probably probably harsh, but I, th- I can see the logic of why Bielsa's done it. Because we need Pivardi in there because he's got more experience playing in the centre half role. We need Ailing at right back. And uh, Bielsa wanted Dallas, as he's done many times this season, to be the, that anchor player, to anchor one of their best players. Like uh, He did it against QPR, against Eze, just sat on him all game, stopped yeah. him doing anything, any damage. He, he wanted him to do the same to Bowen, and he did, because they were effectively, in that first half, uh, Grisicki and Bowen were like almost full-backs. They were that far back, because we just pressed him so well. Uh, so I can see the logic of why Alioski was dropped, because he's kind of... He's, He's got a lot of energy and he adds impetus and he gets us forward and up the pitch. But he can be a bit uh, absent-minded defensively sometimes. Yeah, he, exactly. He, he can let people in behind him sometimes if he's not careful. Yeah, exactly. And he can sometimes drift a bit too far forward. And when you've got the, the counter-attacking danger that Hull City had with their wingers, Jared Bowen's got 14 goals and four, four assists this yeah. season. He's a star player. He's going to be snatched up yeah, he's, in, in I cannot January. believe Spurs are... Bournemouth haven't signed him yet. That's, yeah. that's another Spurs story. signed Jack Clark instead of Jared Bowen. Such a silly decision. <laughs> you could put, you'd have probably got Bowen for 16, 17 mil in the summer. And so only about seven more mil, which is nothing to a top four Premier Yeah, exactly. So that was really <laughs> silly, but that, that's not the point. So I can see the logic of why Alessio was dropped, yeah. despite his good performances against. Because he was kind of. He pushed us on at Reading away, made us a much better team when he came on, scored against Huddersfield at the weekend, and then obviously later on in this game, he came on and scored. <laughs> so you can you can see why it does look harsh on the surface, but you can see 
there's method in the map in the yeah uh, in exactly because because a lot of people are saying that it was harsh on the Oscar, but I was saying I do prefer this back four of Ailing, um, White, Bavardi, and Dallas. I prefer Ailing at full back instead of centre back. Although he does do a good job there, still I yeah. prefer him at full back, and I prefer this back four over Alioski being in the back four. So yes, it's harsh, but Karen Phillips is there. You start him, and this back four was better. And the back four, the defence, they did a fantastic job. Um, Hull City did come at us, but the defence did, did a fantastic job. Um, their Hull City's number nine, Tom Eaves, was was a real handful, but um, Dallas um, kept Bowen quiet and Bavardi kept uh, Eaves quiet. Bavardi did a really, really good job. And, uh, Especially Eaves is about three foot tall in him as well. <laughs> yeah, Eaves... Um, he was their uh, big, big uh, shithouse striker. Uh, a beta Candy Carroll. <laughs> he, he was a beta Candy Carroll. Um, but as I say, <laughs> um, but as I say, not gr- not a great game really. No, not half time, of course. But um, Leeds United we weren't creating many clear cut chances. Hull forced Cassie into some really good saves in that second half. Um, but one, but uh, Leeds went one 0 up on seventy three minutes. A nice goal on the counter attack. Hernandez uh, with an excellent ball forward to uh, Helder Costa on the right hand side. Um, his cross deflected off of uh, Hull City defender Jordi the Widge. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, an own goal, but yeah. Um, d- d- no, it's device, and I think it's de- device. Pronounce device. Jordi device. Um, I, th- I think, which is funny, funny name. <laughs> um, it was. It was kind of like Pablo was like a lot of the team was misplacing a lot of passes, but it was that kind of. Curled through ball yeah. around the outside of the of Hull's left back, yeah. and it was Hilda Costa's pace really that killed yeah, the full back off. He nipped in front of the centre after Hilda Costa, yeah. and he uh, just basically blasted across across the box. And um, Device look- decided to get in the way of it. <laughs> if he if he hadn't have got away in it, away of it, I was looking at it back. It probably would have been cleared. Yeah, probably because there was a defender behind yeah, him, I and mean, then there was one of our players. Bamford was the wrong side of the defender, so I can't imagine he'd got yeah. over that. Um, but fortunately, <laughs> it went in uh, an own goal. But sometimes you need a bit of luck, don't you? Well, we've had like four or five on goals this season. We've had so much luck recently. It's great. <laughs> we, had, we had one against Derby. We had one against West Brom. Um, we've had other own goals as well. Was it one against... Was it Blackburn we got one against? I think so. I think so, yeah. yeah. We've just had a load of own goals. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of luck, which is really, really nice. Well, yeah, when you look in. When you look in. <laughs> and... Uh, to be fair, looking back on this game, a draw was probably the the, the fair result. Yeah, because both teams weren't really at the best. Leeds United, you know, compared to their usual standards, they weren't great. I do feel as though we probably were the better side marginally, over the ninety yeah. over ninety minutes marginally, but both sides of the night, they, they weren't they weren't at, at, at you know at the races you, really. You just got the feeling that we wanted it more. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a poor game, as I said, because of the weather conditions, really. Um, but we went 1-0 up on goal, a bit of luck there. Um, the second goal came on 82 minutes. Another counter-attacking goal from one end to the other. Um, it was a whole corner um, headed off the, um, the header, um, went towards goal off the line by Casilla and Patrick Bamford. And then 17 seconds later, uh, it was down the other end. Click ran about 70 yards down the right. Yeah, it was a really um, clever pass from Calvin Phillips from near the yeah, edge of our, our byline around the outside of there. Their, I don't know which play, which whole play it was that was closing him down but he, he got it to click who ran all the way to under the pitch put it on a plate for Bamford who man, <laughs> really annoying I really I really wanted him to score yeah because he started the move didn't he he cleared it off the line with Casillas help um, and he just sprinted right down the other end of the pitch with with uh, Matouche Click who, who was sprinting forward as well 
Um, really good one from from Click actually. Ball into the box. Bamford first time shot hit the post. Really, really inside of the post yeah, as well. I, I, yeah, I, I was I was good from absolutely gutted for Bamford there. Um, but uh, luckily Alioski was there to uh, finish in on the uh, rebound. A really good finish actually. Really, really tight angle. Um, really tight, acute angle there. So we're really, really good the finish. Helped by the keeper being down though. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> the keeper went down like he had been shot in the back of the head. He was holding the back of his head. I think they were they were complaining that it should have been a free kick because Bamford apparently need him in the head. From from replays, he doesn't need him at all. He, he doesn't. He, he, Bamford, with his momentum of running, he's carried forward. The keeper uh, leaps upwards, and actually the keeper moves his head towards Bamford. Yeah. And it kind of grazes the kind of the top of his thigh, kind of side of his hip. Uh, it, I mean, it, it's probably had closer shaves at getting a haircut <laughs> yeah. than that. It and kind I, of grazed his fringe. Yeah, and also it hit the front of his head, and then he goes down holding the back of his head as yeah. well. So that didn't really make sense. Um, Eric, and, uh, Eric Lehigh accusing yeah. Bamford of doing it on purpose after the game. Yeah, and and also if it was a head injury as well the keeper should have gone off but he, he carried on playing so it obviously wasn't that serious an injury and Bamford as well um, a lot of people thought that he fell backwards I don't think he did I think he, he saw that Alioski was there about to shoot in on the rebound and he, and he flung himself backwards to get out of the way of it so, so he could get a, get a clean shot I think it was clever clever player from uh, Bamford there I think that's a bit naive I think he decked it but (laughs) (laughs) it was a wet night I'm not going to blame for decking it and I'm not really bothered because we scored anyway yeah and a a fantastic finish from uh, super sub Alioski unlike Huddersfield this was effective but this was game over because they all just stopped trying yeah and super sub Alioski eh yeah he thought that he could be a match winner the thing is he's always had that that massive burst of pace and, and energy that kind of lifts a drab game so maybe Super sub might be his best kind of position, <laughs> you know, position in <laughs> air quotes. But you know, coming off the bench and running a running someone ragged and and counter attacking at the end when of the they're game, all tired, yeah, when, when, when everyone's tired and, and getting on at the end of a counter attack might be his best way of doing it. Yeah, it, it, it was fantastic uh, finish for Malioski there for his fourth goal um, of the season. There, I mean, he's probably sh- he should have more because that West Brom one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's t- it. Should it should be his goal really? I thought it was onside. Uh, agent, oh, no, agent, it was. It was on target. Agent Bartley with the assist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, that that was two 0 um, Game over really at that point. We could have scored a few more goals um, at the end. Really, Bamford uh, missed a one on one opportunity um, at some point in that second half. Uh, he could have had a hat-trick really could patch at Bamford um, but a tuna win in the end we, we held on uh, Pascal Stewart came on to make his league debut I further, believe further taking the piss out of Robbie Gotts <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Stewart I mean good to see him he, he's, he's massive as well <laughs> yeah he's always looked like a unit in the under 23s so I, um, I didn't really see much of him because I, I obviously I wasn't at the game I only watched the extended highlights you'll have to explain how he played well, I, thought, I thought he did alright I mean we, we think we no, we didn't concede. So yeah, so job done. In defensive midfield, then, or in in defence, or where, where 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 did he get put? I don't know because I forgot my glasses. So I could not see the vendor pitch. <laughs> right, so I wasn't there, and you were effectively blind. So tell 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 anyone who's listening to this, you think we're mugs. Uh, but Shrewick league debut. Good to see him, and uh, good to see Leeds United uh, hold on for that 2-0 win um, in the end. Not the greatest of games, as I say, but job done in the end uh, for Leeds United. And it shows as well that when we're not at our best, we can still pick up results. 2-0 win. 2-0 wins are 2-0 wins. Yeah. 
Exactly. It's absolutely fantastic. And a special mention to Bavardi and Ailing. I thought those two were absolutely, absolutely fantastic at the back. Bavardi, my man of the match for sure there. I thought I thought he did a fan, fantastic job. It's just unfortunate that when Lee Cooper comes back, he's going to go straight in for Bavardi, um, unless there's any other injuries at the point that Cooper returns. But you got to you got to play your captain. I mean, yeah, exactly. Bavardi, Bavardi's 30, 31 years old. He knows he knows the deal. He knows what his job is. His job yeah. is to cover people and to do what's required of him when it's when it's required of him. Yeah, I'm exactly. Sorry. He's aware of that. So, and, and I know obviously he's had eight starts this season. He's not played that much, but he'll. He'll he'll know he's done his part at the end of the season. Yeah. Should, should everything go right, he'll know, and the least fans will appreciate what he's done. Yeah, for the club. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but Bavardi, I felt that game was probably his best game in a Leeds shirt, at least this season so far. And Ailing as well. That's his best game for Leeds this season as well for me. And um, I thought those two were fantastic. Key cooks it as well. Uh, another clean sheet for him. Four clean sheets in a row now. Uh, Thirteen clean sheets in twenty-three appearances this season. Um, I mean. More clean sheets than goals conceded. Yeah. Um, I mean, Casilla could probably piss to bed and wake up with a clean sheet. <laughs> um, but Leeds, I mean, Leeds have the best defensive record and, and, and clean sheets record in, in, Europe, in, in Europe's top five leagues and top four tiers of English football in 2019-20. Um, Leeds have the best defensive record, uh, conceding just 10 goals in 21 league matches. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. 0.48 goals per game, according to LUFC data. Yeah. I should follow him. He's a great account on Twitter as well. He is. Yeah, but insane. Absolutely insane, that. I mean, yeah. we, brilliant. I mean, we went through so many years of a dodgy defence. I mean, he was scum manager, so we'll take this with a pinch of salt. But yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that Alex, Sir Alex Ferguson quote where he says, um, attacks win your games, good defences win your titles. And yeah. that's true. Yeah, It and, is always true. Yeah. And, the, and this really solid defence is, it, is, is I mean, keeping us down. Alioski said in an interview recently, he was like, um, we know... Uh, how defensively good we are that we only need to score one we only yeah. need one and we'll win because at the end of the day we could have easily not scored a goal that first goal was the one that killed Hull City off and that was an own goal so if that own goal didn't go in if we didn't have that luck on our side it could have finished 0-0 and that defence would have won us that point and uh, kept us and you know kept but us well clear there's a lot of uncertainty two. and chance in football and you make your own luck if 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 Elder Costa is not in that space, getting around the centre back, if Pablo Hernandez isn't playing world class through balls past defensive lines, and and we're not blasting it into the box, then we're not going to score any goals, are we? Uh, however they go in, they go in. You've got to give yourself the. Op- you've got to. It's all about percentages, isn't it? The the, the margin of error of, of when you think something's going to happen, and if you put things in dangerous areas, stuff happens in football. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Sometimes it goes your way. Sometimes it does not go your way, as we've seen over the last few years. Yeah. Th- this season we've had a few things go our way. Yeah, we have. Um, but and, when, and when you when you top, you're more likely to be one of the luckier teams. Yeah, um, but Leeds <laughs> absolutely fantastic um, so far. As I say, the best defensive record in Europe's top five leagues and top four tiers of English football this season. Absolutely fantastic start that, and that was of course Leeds' seventh consecutive win, tied with the win record from last season. Um, Ten games unbeaten now, and after Bristol City lost two one at home to Millwall, while Fulham also lost two one away at Preston on Tuesday night. Leeds are now eleven points clear of third place, which is just insane. Uh, Marcelo Bielsa is also the only second ever manager to win uh, seven games in a row in back-to-back seasons, uh, not back-to-back seasons, but in two seasons. Yeah. Uh, Don Revy previously did it in 68-69 and 73-74. Obviously, Revy won first division titles in both seasons, but and we haven't won a title yet. But, <laughs> but that, that that just shows you how difficult it is. I mean, obviously, Revy yeah. was playing with better players against better teams, so there's not huge... 
I'm, <laughs> I'm making a comparison, but it's obviously very different eras. But it's still, you can see how good and how difficult it is. That we've, it's been 50, 50 years since 68-69, um, and we've not managed to do that since. Yeah, so uh, absolutely incredible record there. Um, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, meant to mention that, uh, that Notts Ca- County stat. Um, Leeds are the first team since 1922-1923 to concede uh, that few amount of goals. Um, since Notts County did it in, uh, they, only, they only conceded eight goals in 1922-1923. Uh, so that, that's how few goals we've conceded. Yeah, no team has conceded fewer goals than us, those two teams. Absolutely insane. We, we are doing so well right <laughs> now. As we were talking on the carrot, that's 97 years. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely incredible. And as I say, 11 points clear of third right now. Are you starting to believe? No. I mean, it's hard to not get carried away, isn't it? 11 points clear. But we got eight points clear of Sheffield United last season there. I don't get carried away because it... it you, ever, you ever heard the phrase, it's the hope that kills you? Yeah. It's true. <laughs> you, you build your hopes up. It's sort of like in wrestling, you know, when you li- they lift you up the mat and then punch you in the face again. It's sort of, you know... <laughs> It's, every season, Leeds kind of lift you up and then lamp you in the face. Yeah, I don't want to be lifted up. If I'm going to be lamped in the face, I'm going to be lamped in the face while I'm <laughs> on the floor. It's I a d- great analogy there. But I, I just I don't want to get my hopes up to have them just crushed again because yeah. that Wigan game last season on Good Friday crushed me. Yeah, I think it crushed that everyone, derby right? game. Crushed me. I yeah. don't want to be crushed. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But I mean, I, I'll start believing if we're if we're silly clear in like March April time. Yeah. I'm starting to believe. I'm starting to believe. It's hard to not get carried away. 11 points clear. But we, we, 11 points we're not, clear. We're not even halfway through the season. I know, yet. I know. But it's going to take some insane bottling to, 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 to lose this if position. Any club could do some insane bottling. <laughs> it's Legion <laughs> It's Legion yeah. We're going to redefine doing yeah. the leads, aren't we? Um, at the time of recording, we are one point clear at the top of the uh, championship table, but West Prom do play away at Wigan tonight, um, and they'll probably win that. Uh, but never mind that. We are 11 points clear. I'm not really That's, yeah. bothered. I mean, if we go up in second, I'm happy. I'm happy. Last time we went up in second, it was brilliant, wasn't it? <laughs> I admit that, that was year. our league one. But yeah, that was, yeah. That was still and, uh, really good. And then we had 10 years in, in the league above. So if we go up and then have 10 years in Premier League, I'm <laughs> Don't happy. say that, mate. <laughs> uh, but no, 11 points clear off third is all on Mars at the moment for Leeds United. And uh, yeah, we're doing fantastic right now. And hopefully uh, we can uh, keep it up. Leeds United's next game of, is, of course, uh, this Saturday at home uh, to Cardiff City. We'll head to that. Uh, later on in the show, uh, but first, um, onto the uh, Leeds United under-18s and a dare FA Cup, uh, FA Youth Cup win um, over Hull City under-18s at Ellen Road uh, last Thursday night. Uh, we won all down after 14 minutes, but Josh Shergill uh, equalised with a superb strike on 28 minutes. What a goal this was. I thought we conceded earlier than that. I thought it was in like the first minute we went 1-0 down. I yeah, I thought it was as well. Yeah, I, I just saw it. Yeah, first minute. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like forty seconds. We conceded immediately. <laughs> yeah, and then we went on to win three um, one. Yeah, that was that great strike from the edge of the box. And yeah, to equalise. Yeah. I, I, I was watching the game. I was just thinking, this, the under twenty three players are looking so much better now. Everyone's back in from international duty because international duty tore the squad apart, <laughs> and then they got obviously slapped by Derby. Which is uh, unfortunate, but you know who cares? That was a cup game, and this was a different cup. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah but it was good. It was good to progress. Obviously, um, we've won. We won the FA Youth Cup um, long time ago. Now was it twenty five years ago? <laughs> so yeah. like, we, we, we beat uh, Scum in the final. Yeah. Um, so we, we've got form for winning the cup. <laughs> so it, it would be, it, it would be nice to uh, win the FA Youth Cup because we won. Yeah, absolutely. Because we, we won. Obviously, they won the league last year. They won one of the cups in last year as well. Uh, we, 
since Carl Brand's uh, become manager and since they've started following the Bielsa style of play, we've been looking better and better and better. And it's we we want to eventually become that tier one academy, uh, category academy, and get promoted into the PL two. And um, if we're if we're competing in all the competitions and doing well, and everyone's getting experience because it's effectively the reserves, then that's all we can ask for. And progressing in through cup competitions yeah. is a fundamental part of being a footballer. Yeah. You, you're in cup, cup competitions a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, through the uh, League Cup and the FA Cup, and obviously if you're very, if you're a very good footballer, European cups. <laughs> um, so that's that's good experience and the playing in sometimes the play it was, this was in Ellen Road but yeah. the, the, the playing in other, other well the under 18s don't play at Ellen Road too many times so. yeah they, they, they play a lot at Ellen Road and it obviously we've seen we played at Vicarage Road in the past no but that's under 23 this yeah, is under 18s they, they played at DW Stadium uh, the, that's under 23s don't I know, it I, I know obviously but I'm saying about, I'm talking about all, oh, the, yeah. all the youth teams right. um, I'm, I'm talking about them collectively <laughs> the, the, the obviously under 23s are playing in different Kind of proper stadiums and not, you know, yeah, someone's back garden or something, which is yeah. it, which is important. It's when fantastic you're experience, yeah, because I mean, obviously it's because the youth games and not many people are there, but like, and it's, uh, the atmosphere isn't the same. But you've got to figure out how to play in a big stadium, yeah. Because for me as well, if I was a youngster playing playing for Leeds United, I mean, obviously, obviously, I'm never gonna. But if I was a youngster playing for Leeds United and a bit I, late for us now, mate, <laughs> and yeah. than we are. Um, <laughs> but if I was playing, you know, at Four Parch every single week, and then when it came to my, you know. Playing, playing in the first team, and all of a sudden I was playing away at the DW Stadium. One, I'd be nervous, but also two, I'd be like, "Wow, I'm, pl- I'm playing in a stadium like this. This is absolutely fantastic. I can't believe I've I've made my dream." But when you're youngster, you know, progressing through and you're playing at, you know, they have empty stadiums, but they have big stadiums. You get, you, you, you know, you get used to that experience of playing in, in you know, in, in big arenas. So um, yeah, I remember the a few a few weeks ago I was watching a Jermaine Beckford interview when he said when he signed for Leeds, he went from playing in front of fifty people in like a in like, yeah. a, like a non-league team. And then he was playing in front of thirty thousand. I mean, obviously the that under twenty threes players aren't going for thirty thousand. They are going to the stadium, and Hill felt a huge jump going from that non-league yeah. uh, back pitch to a to a proper stadium. So you do need to get used to that, and, and that's what it's all about. Youth football is getting players used to how professionals yeah. play. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine it's quite daunting jump, making that jump from a tiny, you know, a tiny ground training ground to to a big stadium. So it's good that they're getting the experience. Uh, but back onto the uh, FA Youth Cup game, of course, uh, one or down early on, but a fantastic goal to equalise um, by uh, Josh Shergill. Uh, you've seen it, yeah? Good curling effort, edge of the box. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's a left back, isn't he? He doesn't score very often. No, but um, but, yeah, <laughs> but what a goal! <laughs> this was a worldie, so yeah, uh, absolute worldie. And then it was two one to Leeds just before half time, forty two minutes in. Uh, Charlie Cresswell, superb header from a corner to give Leeds a two one lead, tending to yeah, it was half like time, a, like a back post run, wasn't it? The, yeah, the, the, the horrendous marking, but you know, yeah. fantastic header though, absolutely yeah. brilliant header, good, good header. And uh, yeah, two one at half time, three one and seventy minutes to Leeds. Great counter attack uh, that led to a penalty. Uh, Cresswell stepped up and scored it for his second of the game. And uh, yeah, three one win for Mark Jackson's Leeds United under eighteen side. Um, what a win this is! What 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 a win! Fantastic to progress in the uh, FA Youth Cup, and it'll be great to to go on and win it. Absolutely yeah. fantastic! Have they drawn the next round it. yet? Then I don't I don't think they have yet. But right. um, it'll be interesting to see who we get, and be interesting to see if it's a home draw. But um, no, fa- fa- fantastic from the uh, Leeds United under eighteens, and uh, yeah, hopefully they uh, go on and win it. That'll be uh, fantastic. Um, now, uh, going on to the um, under-23s, uh, they beat Sheffield Wednesday, under-23s, uh, 1-0 at 4 parts on Monday afternoon. 
In fact, a second half goal from uh, Matash Bogush uh, to pick up their fourth consecutive winning PDL PDL North. Uh, Their next game uh, is away at Bolton uh, Wanderers next Monday. Uh, But yeah, the under-18s and under-23s winning. The the future is bright. Under-23s are back on form because they had obviously a really rocky, dodgy start to the season. Yeah, and then they got bad against Derby away at Derby 7-1. And then they've won every game since? Yeah, we've won our our, our last four games. Third or fourth out there now in the table. Yeah. So Yeah, Yeah, we're we're doing well at the moment. Back on form. Yeah, and the the future's bright. The under-18s and under-23s doing really, really well this season. So Yeah, um, yeah. I would love to see Bogus make the step up. I would. I've been calling out for it for ages. Like when Tyler Roberts was out injured and we were struggling to find a person for that number ten role, I was saying, get Bogus in there and keep Pablo up wide. Get Bogus in there, but um, obviously hasn't happened yet. But it'll, it'll be good to see him in the first team soon. I, I think he's a he's a great player, Matej Bogus. Uh, but yeah, uh, fantastic win there for Village United under twenty three. He's won a win at Four Parts over Sheffield Wednesday on Monday. Uh, yeah, fourth consecutive win. Doing brilliant. So hopefully they keep that up. Um, and the uh, Leeds United women's team, uh, they lost 3-0 away at Nottingham Forest in the uh, FA uh, WNL plate tournament last Sunday. Uh, so the less said about that, the better. <laughs> uh, let's move on uh, to some other news then. Um, and the date for the uh, Leeds United uh, Leeds United's uh, FA Cup third round clash away at Arsenal has been announced. Um, it will take place on Monday the 6th of January 2020. And the uh, game will kick off at 7.56pm as each third round game will kick off one minute later than normal as part of the Heads Up campaign for mental health awareness, which is a fantastic cause. Yep. Um, and the game will be televised live on uh, BBC <coughs> One. Now, um, I'm not happy about this, the date for this, really. I'm not happy about this at all. Um, and the reason is, so Liverpool take on Everton in the FA Cup third round. And on that weekend, uh, that's taking place at 4pm on on the uh, Sunday, live on BBC, while we have to go down to London on a Monday night. And for me, that's just unacceptable. Because all the Scousers have to do is just walk across a park, and they're there. Yeah, it's, well, a, it's, about, um, like a, it's about a mile or something between yeah, Liverpool and Everton. It's just a walk across a park to, to, to the other ground for those fans, and that's at 4pm on a Sunday, where these fans will have to probably take two days off work, uh, spend the night in London or get back home at about 3 or 4 a.m. on the Tuesday morning. It's just ridiculous. I mean, why couldn't we have the Sunday game? Now, now, Liverpool and Everton, they played each other in the Premier League last week on a night. I think it was the Wednesday night. And there were no problems there, as far as I'm aware of. There, were, there was no security issue. Um, and if there was a security issue for this game, the kickoff would be earlier than 4 p.m., you'd think, on that Sunday. Um, so so why, why why couldn't we get the Sunday slot? Why couldn't we not get the Sunday slot? I think it's a disgraceful decision. The fans, the last four, as always, it's just, always TV comes first. The fans are always the last four. Really, really disgraceful there. But um, Leeds United, we have been given 8,000 tickets. And that will probably still uh, sell out. Um, it's going to be sold on loyalty as well, which I think is a good decision. Um, I'll, 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 I'm going to uh, try and get tickets for that one. I think it'll be... I don't think you find difficult difficulty getting this one to season ticket holders and members. Yeah, because um, I, I just with it being that as you've said, as dodgy as it is, the timing and the day. Yeah, exactly. I think it will. There will be a few left over. For yeah, people. we got eight thousand tickets and it's on a Monday night down in London. So, um, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't B- think. And the BBC will not mention it once. How, <laughs> how difficult it is to travel two hundred yeah, miles. Exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, if we don't sell out, they'll probably say, "Oh, Leeds is fans. Oh, they always sell out. They're known for their fans, and they aren't sold it's out." It's a Monday night, and it's not even on Sky. It's on terrestrial TV. Anybody can watch it. Yeah, exactly. anybody with a TV can watch that game and not have to travel two hundred miles. Even if you don't I'm, have a TV, I'm, I'm, you can Can you watch it on the BBC iPlayer? If you log in, oh, geez, they, they, yeah, you a can. pop-up comes up and says, "Do you have a TV license?" 
And if you click yes, you don't even have to I'd prove not, it. Probably not say that, mate. It's gone on the internet, and that is illegal. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So all you need is a phone. So like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they've done the, they've done their best to make sure we don't sell out this game because like I can't afford it anyway. But so I'm not going. Um, but I'll be, I'll just be watching on on my TV at home. Yeah, exactly. And I imagine a lot of these fans will be thinking, well, should I take two days off work? Spend all this money going down to London. Spend probably hundred quid. Uh, probably more than that. When it comes to food, drink, petrol, there and back. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. Then, obviously, the money you're losing off your wages as well. So it's going to be a huge amount of money. Yeah. I mean, for Leeds fans that live in London, I imagine it's a dream come true. Absolutely. Because yeah. they, they get the, all, the whole day drinking and they get to go to the game. <laughs> so if you're one of them jammy <laughs> swear word there, <laughs> then you get to, uh, then you'll, you'll enjoy it. But if you actually live in Leeds, it's a lot harder. Yeah, it is a lot harder. But. 8,000 tickets for Leeds fans will probably still sell that out, but um, still, it, it should be on a Monday night. For me, that's that's an absolute shambles there. Um, on to other news then. The QSI takeover reports, they've come up once again, um, this time being reported by the BBC, which is a which is a credible source. You know, past reports have come out from, you know, dodgy sites that you never really trust, but uh, BBC, a credible source, really. And uh, they say that QSI are close to buying a stake in Leeds United ahead of a £120 million takeover. Um, just reports, though. We'll, we'll need to wait and see what happens here. We'll keep on rumbling on, uh, but keep an eye out on that one. Um, and uh, on to a bit of a emotional news now. Uh, well-known Leeds United fan Nikki, who goes to uh, Leeds games both home and away with her guide dog Rita, um, as she uh, as she is blind, uh, is Nikki. Um, she goes uh, with her dog Rita uh, to Leeds United home and away games. Um, and the dog Rita has uh, retired, sadly. And there was a uh, quite an emotional video released um, of the story of Nikki and Rita and uh, them two saying goodbye. And um, this kind of brought a tear to my eye. This one. This was really emotional. <laughs> You soppy sod. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not a huge animal person, uh, but yeah, this was this was nice to see because it's nice to see. I I thought it was nice to see because of the in- inclusivity of it. Because obviously they're giving her the, the headset so she can see shadows on the pitch. The dogs there keeping her company and uh, making sure she gets there and home all right. It and it, obviously they've been together a few years and they've been going to games. Uh, yeah, it was really. It was just. It was quite. It was quite nice to see, and it was lovely to see that we're taking care of fans like that and not just, you know, ignoring them yeah. or preventing access. That was nice to see. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we see her at every home game because she sits at the bottom of a cheese wedge and we're right next to the cheese wedge. So um, we always hear, we, we can always see the dog barking away and it's a, yeah, it, it's a fantastic story. And um, yeah, um, hopefully Rita has a has a really good retirement. <laughs> It's a really good yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she'll be well taken care of. Yep. Um, but yeah, really emotional video that one. Go check it out if you haven't already. Um, yeah, re- really, really good though for Philly United to take care of uh, of uh, Nikki and, uh, and her dog home and away games. Fantastic support. She's blind, but she goes to Leeds United home and away games. It's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, Top fan. Yeah. So, so yeah, really, really good story there. And uh, Nikki uh, will uh, no doubt be at the Leeds United game, uh, Leeds United's next game this Saturday. Leeds United, of course, taking on uh, Neil Harris's Cardiff City Ellen Road uh, rivalry there between uh, Neil Harris and Leeds, of course, as uh, Neil Harris is the next uh, Millwall player and manager. Uh, but Charles, this is a—it's going to be quite a tough game, this one, isn't it? Yeah, it's always—it's always tough against Neil <laughs> <laughs> and against Cardiff and against Cardiff. Yeah, we, we've got. Bad form against Cardiff. We have bad forms against. We have bad form against Neils. <laughs> yeah, I mean, last time we played them, they, obviously they had Warnock in charge. 
Yeah. And he was, as always, a shit house, and he shit housed us as he always does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they they tend to do it. They just play physical, horrible football. They've got Gary Medine. They've got Lee Tomlin. They've got Lee Peltier. They've got Sol Bamba. They've got the. It's like the greatest hits of who was shit for Leeds United. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, it, they're just a horrible team to watch, and I I imagine that it's going to be very physical, plenty of free kicks, plenty of corners, and they're going to dry, try their best to drag us down to their horrible level. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to have to just either hit them on the break, or if we, I, I think we just need to score early. If we score early, they're going to have to stop doing what they're doing. Yeah, if we score early, we, we'll, 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 we'll just crack on. Yeah, we'll, we'll do what we did against Middlesbrough. And, and we'll, just, um, we'll just pop yeah, it so And absolutely batter him, yeah. Um, Neil Harris, though, of course, uh, Cardiff's second manager of the season after Neil Warnock left. Um, they're having a decent season. They're currently uh, in eighth from 31 points, three points off of the playoff places. Um, after twenty after twenty league games so far, they've won eight, uh, drawn seven, and uh, lost five. At the time we're talking, they've uh, won the last three games, unbeaten in five. Um, of course, uh, two draws and then three wins there in, in those five games unbeaten. Um, and tonight, this Wednesday night, they do play away against Brentford, so uh, that'll be an interesting one it's a uh, to we always watch. Struggle with. Yep, uh, that that'll be an interesting one uh, to watch there. Um, but Leeds, we have a dreadful record against Cardiff. We've only won uh, three of, of our last twenty-three meetings with them overall. Um, Cardiff, Cardiff have won our past three meetings. Um, Leeds have only won one of our last ten home league games against them. <laughs> Are you confident? No, <laughs> not when you tell me stuff like that. Uh, but you know. They're having the new manager bounce. Hopefully, they'll get a bit of a slap in the face at Brentford tonight, and hopefully, we just do what we need to do, get past them. And I suppose we've got to play them twice this season, don't we? Jesus, yeah. we haven't played them yet, so we've got to, we'll have to go down to their their place, which will be yeah. awful. But we just got to get the job done. This is just another one of them championship games where you've just got to get grit your teeth and go through it because there's going to be Fulham away in a, in a couple of weeks. It'll be a really attractive, nice fixture to watch. Watch this will not. It yeah. will be horrible, horrible graft. Yeah, it's going to be horrible. Yeah, I'd imagine Cardiff will just sit back, put ten men in the box, and uh, we're going to have to going to have to break them down. They're um, just going to lump balls down the down the channel yeah. up to Medine. He's going to try and win free kicks, and if he can't win free kicks, he's going to try and win a yeah. corner. Well, uh, let, let's have a look, see how Cardiff play. Let's go on to who. Scored.com. Oh, <laughs> so, so Cardiff City strengths, they are very strong at attacking set pieces, very strong at coming back from losing positions, very strong at creating scoring chances, very strong at aerial duels, they're strong at attacking down the wings, strong at creating long shot opportunities, strong at creating chances through individual skill, strong shooting from direct free kicks and strong at finishing scoring chances. Uh, they are weak at defending against long shots, weak at defending counter-attacks and uh, we've been very good at counter-attacks recently so we could have a field day here. <laughs> um, they're very weak at keeping possession of the ball and very weak defending against skillful players. So Hernandez and Costa, get in the ball, please. Um, Cardiff style of play, they uh, take a lot of long shots. And get it in the mixer. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Cardiff, uh, they play a lot of long balls. They control the game in the opposition's half, uh, attack through the middle and attempt crosses often. Um, so, yeah, that's what whoscored.com said. I don't know how accurate that is, but... Um, but it will be an interesting one. It will be an interesting one. Of course, Leeds United, uh, seven wins in a row, ten unbeaten. Uh, will we continue this streak, do you think? Honestly, I think it'll be a draw. A draw? I, I think it'll be a draw. I think, they're just, I think they will shit out us. I'll take a draw. Keep the unbeaten one going. I don't want to draw home, though, mate. I don't want to draw home. Keep the unbeaten one going, though. Not, not to that, that smug cockney... <laughs> oh. That rat-faced... That, yeah, he's such a... Sh- <laughs> he's not a good manager. He don't play good football. 
he lets you know he lets the Cardiff players eat pizza after games as well if they win. Really? Yeah. So like this reminds me of Leeds like ten years ago, <laughs> where we just used to just let the players eat or drink whatever they wanted. Yeah. Right. We should be fitter, faster, more efficient than them, yeah. and we should put them to the sword. And this is what's happened in the past few I games. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is what this is what's happened in the past few games. Um, we've been a second half team, really. Our fitness and 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 quality is, you know, as we, you know, we've kept, you know, our fitness is 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 being better than opposition, and we've won games late on, recently. So, um, yeah, it will certainly be an interesting one. Um, I just, like, just wants to score at first half. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If we get another goal, I think we'll finish him off. Um, line up for you. If if Liam Cooper's back, he'll probably go straight in. But if he's not back, unchanged lineup. Unchanged. Yeah, unless there's any other injuries, of course. I think Ketty, if, if, if he doesn't start a game soon, he's going back. That's just a sad chance <laughs> of affairs because we do need a backup striker. Yeah. And um, it'll be difficult to convince someone else to come in and just sit on the bench for us as well. That thought has crossed my mind. Yeah, imagine because that. We can't just go to someone and try to sign a striker and then they go, well, am I going to play? And we're going to, no, we just, just, we just want you to sit on yeah. see that, see that chair there. Could you just go sit there? <laughs> <laughs> we, we can't bring we can't bring someone up saying oh do you need game time oh well we can't really offer you that but do you fancy coming anywhere just sitting on our bench we'll give you fifteen grand a week if you sit on that chair <laughs> and run around a bit during the week uh, in training I mean Steve Steve Morrison will probably love that but um, I don't, don't think he any, don't like running yeah, I, don't, I don't think any uh, any youngsters in the Premier League in, in Premier League youth teams will uh, will fancy that Steve Morrison is um, probably too busy back spending all his wages on just for men to dye his <laughs> rapidly greying head. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, line up probably unchanged unless there's uh, any other injury concerns. And if Liam Cooper's back, he will of course go in. Um, score prediction for you? You said a draw earlier. I think it'll be a one-one. One-one. I'm gonna go two-nil again. I hope you're right, mate. I'm gonna I go two-nil. To, to, to look like a mug next week. Yeah. I, I would. I greatly enjoy being made to look like a mug next week. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I want to. Obviously, Lee's record for wins in a row is nine. We've got seven, so we just need two more. We got seven last season. Let's go one further. Yeah, let's go one further. I'm going to go 2-0 victory to early United. A third 2-0 win in a row, hopefully. Um, but that does bring us to the end of uh, episode 47 of the All Things League podcast. Thank you very much, as always, to Charles for joining me in the studio. No worries, mate. Uh, thank you very much to uh, everyone who has listened or watched on uh, YouTube and Facebook. We really do uh, appreciate the uh, support. Uh, if you enjoyed, then why not subscribe or follow the podcast? Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you're listening on there. Uh, share the podcast around as well. Make sure to follow All Things League on social media, where Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search Poor Things League 1 on Twitter and Instagram. Search Poor Things League on Facebook. Uh, uh, sub, uh, subscribe to via YouTube channel as well if you haven't already search uh, All Things Leads on there uh, me and Charles we will be back next week for the final podcast episode of 2019 another year the, fi- we, the final episode fast. of this decade that's, that's true actually but that, that kind of makes it sound like we've been doing it since 2010 no we haven't, we haven't. Been, <laughs> been doing it since 2018 but um, no for, for, for last podcast episode of 2019 this year it's gone fast Time flies when yeah, you're having fun. Really fast. <laughs> uh, but make sure to join uh, me and Charles uh, next week. We'll uh, give our best and worst 11s, Leeds United 11s of this Is past decade. Week? Yep, we'll 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 give out our best and worst uh, starting 11s for Leeds United uh, of this past decade, and we'll rank every manager that we've had in this past decade from best to worst. Is it bad that I'm kind of looking forward more to doing the worst 11s <laughs> than the best? I'm quite looking forward to that as well, to be honest. <laughs> I'm quite looking forward to that as well. Um, we can rinse all the shit players that we've had <laughs> of, of this past decade. <laughs> uh, but yeah make sure to join uh, me and Charles uh, next week for our, uh, our Christmas and New Year special for last podcast of uh, 2019 uh, but for now uh, take care and we'll speak to you soon